You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the leading SEO, pay-per-click, social media, content marketing, and email marketing authorities come to share their secrets. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, OneClick Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, OneClick Lindsay, and today we are talking to Stacy Randall. She is a business growth accelerator who figured out how to grow her business and now works with other business owners to help them do the same. Her mission is to help people make more money and find more time. She is passionate about teaching small business owners to understand referral marketing, client experience, business growth, and being more productive. The reason why I'm having Stacy on the show today is to primarily talk to us about the power of the almighty referral. Welcome to the show, Stacey. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I am honored to be here. Perfect. Was there anything I missed in that intro that you would like to add? I thought you did a great job. I I would say there's (laughs) other people in my life who would say it's really important for me to mention that I have three kids. (laughs) But, but they're not here today, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, perfect. Well, we'll mention that anyway because you know, as a small business owners, most of us have chosen the entrepreneurial path for those little reasons, those little kids, right? Yes, those little those little pitter patter feet that get louder and louder as they grow. That's right. Well, let's just dive into chatting a little bit about referrals since you're the referral lady. Tell me, Stacy. When we're talking about referrals, typically I uh, most people would probably view that as you go up to current clients and you ask them to refer you. How does that play out in the whole traffic and leads online marketing game? So you have asked two great questions there, and I want to actually attack them both. One is specifically about asking, and I have a very distinct opinion on that that I share, that I'll share with you and your listeners that I help my clients with. But the first one I want to start with is, what does this look like? If your listeners are, you know, they're looking for their online growth, it leads and traffic, it's what they're after as they're growing their business. The way I say, and I talk to my clients, and I explain how referrals fits in with that, is imagine a wheel. And in the center of that wheel, right, the hub, that's your sales and marketing or your business development strategy. And then the spokes that come off that wheel, so think more of a bicycle wheel than any other wheel, the spokes that come off that wheel are the tactics that you then use to grow your business development or your sales and marketing strategy. And so most people have a number of spokes coming off their wheel. Some could have obviously the online, right, looking to get business from an online perspective, in addition to networking, in addition to uh, cold calling, which I would hope no one does that, but I know it still happens. And then, of course, referrals. It's one more spoke that comes off the wheel. Now, my goal as someone who helps people as their referral guide, help them unleash a referral explosion in their business, my job is to help you grow that referral activity, that referral spoke, as big as you want it to be so that it can be a primary you know, way of you attracting clients. But not necessarily, and with most of my clients, does it ever eliminate the need for the other spokes around that wheel. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, so you want to be doing all of these different things so that you can be getting all kinds of business from all different directions. Absolutely. And if you can get it down to just needing two or three activities, like if online and then referrals, and then maybe you do speaking engagements and you get you get um, clients through speaking engagements, and you have like three and like what I would say really work for you, that's the ultimate goal. I don't ever think that a client needs to be doing 16 different spokes or activities around the wheel. But to your point, most businesses are built with a couple of strong ones. 
Fair enough. But I would also say um, that because we talk a lot on the show about like autoresponder sequences and that kind of thing. My guess is that we can take like you mentioned, you're going to give us a secret asking strategy and stuff like that. We can take that and integrate it into our autoresponder campaigns. True? Oh, absolutely. I think some of the tactics that we talk about how we generate referrals, they can go online and offline. Um, from that regards, how you want to use um, the different techniques and just the way to, to generate referrals, definitely. Awesome. Okay, well, let's dive in. How Give us your best ways to create, as you say, a referral explosion. Go. Absolutely. Thank you. So I first want to start with something you said earlier about asking for referrals. And I am I go against the grain, against all the other experts that are out there in the referrals marketing space. And 99% of them will tell you that if you want to generate referrals in your business, it's really simple. It's really easy. All you have to do is ask. And 90% of us cringe yeah. when we hear that. And we think mm-hmm. to ourselves, I don't want to. <laughs> like, that's uncomfortable. It makes the person I'm asking uncomfortable. Does it, does it look like I'm begging for business? Or how do I set it up? And will they only ever see me as that guy or that girl who's just asking for referrals? And my opinion of referrals is if you're having to ask, you're actually doing it wrong. Wow. So the work that I do with my clients and the work that I have seen of how I've built my coaching practice has come on the basis of not asking for referrals. That doesn't mean I leave it to chance because that would never work and I don't leave it to luck. But having a strategy that gets at the heart as to why someone refers you and a piece of business, why someone refers someone to you, you have to get to the heart as to why that happens. And then looking at from the heart of it, actually, then how do we leverage that through a system that we can kind of automate in our business that truly will generate more referrals. And that's the kind of big picture way that I look at helping my clients generate referrals. And, you know, for my, and most people always say to me, they're like, how did you learn this stuff? And I was like, well, I had a first business and I didn't ever get one referral. And after a number of years, that business failed. And when I got an opportunity to go back out on business number two, I thought to myself, I've got to do something different. And so in regards to doing something different, I realized that referrals work for me but I wasn't comfortable with the way other folks were teaching how to do referrals, so I did my own way. And in my first year in business, it's not like I had 10 years of experience as a business coach, but in my first year in business as a coach, I generated over 100 referrals, actually 112 to be exact. Okay, how did you do that? Like, give me some specifics here. Right, so I called That's impressive, that's impressive. Thank you, yeah, and I've had clients who do the same. You know, some, I worked with an attorney who was getting six or seven referrals every year, and we started working together, and the next year she got 30. And she only needs 12 cases a year because of the workload that she does. So very quickly we found a way to really supply her business with referrals. And here's what I tell folks. It comes down to my three platinum principles. And my three platinum principles to understanding how referrals work is the first one is it has to be all about them. Referrals only come from relationships. So you have to have a relationship with folks. And that doesn't mean a face-to-face one, but you have to have a relationship with them. They have to know you, they have to like you, and they have to trust you. And that's just business advice that's been around for a long time, that know, like, and trust factor. And so when I help folks with their referral strategy, I'm like, stop sending them. Here's one specific example. Stop sending them a thank you gift that has your logo on it because that's, okay. that's about you. Sending you a water okay. bottle with my logo on it is about me, right? But sending you, and I'm just using gift as an example, and that's not everything you have to do, right? And I would tell folks, don't, don't spend a lot of money. Shoestring budgets are preferred. But if I sent you something like a water bottle that I, that I thought you would enjoy, it shouldn't have my logo on it because that's not about you. 
Making it all about them is the first platinum principle. The second platinum principle is making it authentic to you. It's got to work for you. And I worked with an advisor that works um, for a local um, financial advising firm. And he said, you know, Stacey, I love my clients. I like hanging out with them, but I am not interested in having to spend evenings with them, taking them to events and networking and taking them to dinners and things like that. I want to go home at five o'clock and I want to be a dad. And so if we had set a strategy in place that had him building these relationships with the dinners every night, well, first of all, he would have fired me because, but, <laughs> but in majority, because that's a bad strategy. But the reality of it is it didn't fit with him. It wasn't authentic for him. So we had to find other ways for him to create relationships and so that he could actually create relationships in a way that was authentic for him. And then the third platinum principle is, is it's about you staying top of mind. But nobody needs to go to lunch with you every month. Okay. And nobody needs to get a, you know, a card in the mail from you every single month or necessarily the only thing you do, if the only thing you're doing is like an online newsletter, I would say that's not enough either to kind of stay top of mind, to stay in touch. And when you build out a referral strategy and you look at it from that perspective of all about them, authentic to you, and it keeps you top of mind, that's when you start actually generating referrals. But that all those three things all rest on the foundation of you have to do amazing work, first and foremost. You have to do great work that people would actually want to know about, to experience for themselves, to then actually refer someone to you so that they can, so that you can help that person. So, so go back to your client who didn't, who wanted to go home at five o'clock. Can you give me some concrete examples of what kind of relationship building you put in place for him? Absolutely. So we talk, when I, when I work with any of my clients, we always look at who's referring you already. I think that's the first easiest step. And I would encourage all your listeners if they want to figure out how to get kind of just tap, tap into their referral network and tap into the people who are referring them, sit down, and this is what I have all my clients do. It's step number one. Sit down and make a list of all your clients, all your clients from 2016, 2015, 2014, and I tell my clients, if you can go back to 13 or before, it's like major gold star. So look at all your clients and then write down the source of where they came from. So if you met one at a networking event, great. If one came through an online, online lead generation, great. But the, we're looking for the people that refer you. Okay. We're looking for the humans on the list is what I call it. So if you said, hey, I got Bob as a client and he was referred to me by Sally, right? We want to know how many times has Sally referred you? Is it one time over the last four years or does she actually consistently refer you? What I find when people sit down, and this is a step I call identifying the who, when people sit down and they identify the who, they realize most of the time they have great referrals happening. And they have some sources or what I would call referral partners, referral sources that they can continue to maintain a relationship with to continue to get referrals from. Most people discover they have a lot of gaps. And that's where the kind of strategy comes in is like how do we build up those gaps. So in looking at the identifying the who for my client, the financial advisor, as we were going through looking at his who and then also figuring out, okay, what is authentic to you that you're willing to do with the work he does, talking with people about their money and long-term invest, long investments and what they want to accomplish in their life, he is most comfortable having those conversations, actually, in reality, over a meal. He just doesn't want to do it at dinner. But he is really, I mean, this is a really cool thing about him, authentic to him. He loves to try out off-the-beaten-path restaurants. So part of his strategy, it was a piece of it, not the whole part, part of his strategy was to take clients who referred him or had the propensity to refer him to some random off-the-beaten-path off the restaurants to you know, 
have a new experience for that client and to keep building a relationship with him. And that was just one of the many tactics that we put into place for him because that was a piece of who he was. Okay, so we identify these referral partners and then we put into process a place to essentially start kissing up to them and reminding them that we exist, but you're saying we never have to ask them to refer us? Correct, because if you're doing great work, then people naturally want to talk about you. And that's what I find is so fascinating. And that's not to say there, there aren't ways to plant seeds. And I'm uh, one, of the, um, one of the things that I work with my clients on is how do we plant seeds so that we're not asking, but we're not letting them forget at the same time. But it, doesn't make, it never allows a conversation to go to that uncomfortable place of, I just asked you directly for referrals, and now you're shifting uncomfortably in your chair. Because mm-hmm, I just derailed mm-hmm. the entire conversation. Um, so, yes, when you're kind of thinking about, like, how we stay in touch, it just depends on the strategy you put in place and what that looks like and how often. And I tell folks, do things that are different, right? Like, most people are like, okay, give me an example of that. I'm like, write a thank you card, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It costs you 49 cents. So, well, that's the cost of the stamp now. I don't know what it will be later, but in a note card, Right. So write a thank you card and thank someone for a referral. Right. I like but I think a piece that we don't want your listeners to miss is that this all starts with doing amazing work. If I was, let's be honest, a crappy coach, there'd be no reason to refer me to begin with. And I work really hard at my client experience so that my clients have this great experience and they naturally want to talk about me. And they they talk about me to folks they meet and they refer those folks into me. They talk about me and post um you know, about me on Facebook, right? They tweet about me. Like, I create a client experience. I do my best work possible taking care of all my clients. And that naturally creates this relationship that they then have with me that they can't help but not talk about. Now, not everybody's a referral will be a good referral partner. Some people are just not wired that way. But you look for those that are, and then you just always give them a a, a great experience if they're your client, and if they're not your client, you just make sure you're continually to stay in touch, stay in touch, and you make everything about them. And I tell folks when we're making our relationships about the other person, there's only three ways to do that, right? Well, first, obviously, it's about them asking questions about them and their business and how you can help them. But the other three ways to do that is to to thank them, to acknowledge them, and to educate them. And if you're doing those things in this part of the relationship, right? Those people they genuinely are attracted to you and the idea from there comes in is that they can't help but keep you top of mind. What's the difference between thanking someone and acknowledging someone? Because every time I get a referral, I'll send out like an Amazon gift card or something to someone. So is that not both thanking and acknowledging them? Are you saying acknowledge them like on a social media platform or something? So both, right? I would say if you're directly thanking for a referral, and I love the fact that you send the Amazon gift card and you immediately thank somebody for that referral. Um, so that's, that's that direct thank, right? Acknowledging, but sometimes just sending the note, just acknowledging them, right, for the fact that they're in your circle, right, and they make your world better. Um, it's, so it, they, thanking and acknowledging kind of start to blend depending how you're doing it. I mean, sometimes I will... Um, acknowledge a client of mine who has an event coming up and I'll share it on social media. Oh, I see. Okay. Right. So okay. like for instance, I have a client in, I'm, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, but I have a client in Tennessee who 
been working with me for a while and in the midst of us working together also then opened up a restaurant. She does a, a, din- a dinner delivery business and then opened up a restaurant. So when the articles in her town started coming out, I took those articles and then posted them on my Facebook page acknowledging her and congratulations and you know anybody in my sphere that happens to be in Tennessee, you should go check out her restaurant. Right, right. Okay, so back to what I was saying. We start kissing up to them, right? In all ways that we possibly can. <laughs> yes, but kissing up but not because we're... You don't like that word, do you? I, I, I am struggling with it. Yes, I'm glad you picked up on that. So it's, it's kissing up to them, I mean, I guess. But the reality of it is, is I do these things because it comes from a very authentic place. I want to share with the world that my clients, you know, kicking butt, taking names in Tennessee with her new restaurant. I, I want to thank people who care about my business. I do it from a very... Um, a place that comes from, it's authentic for me to want to help other people. And I think right. when you're authentic through that, that shows. So, I mean, yes, I guess you could perceive anything as you wanted to be, like, as kissing up. But in reality, I don't do it because I expect an outcome. I just know doing it usually brings things back to me because givers receive. Fair enough. Okay, everybody who's listening, remember, I'm the one who said that, not Stacey. <laughs> And I won't say it again. <laughs> um, okay, and then the third one of those you said was was educate. Is that like ed- so? Some people that I know. Okay, this is two questions again. Some people that I know are very successful with their referral business because they educate people that um, you'll be entered to win. You know, a new TV for everybody who refers us or whatever. Is that what you mean by educate? No, and I actually can't stand that tactic. I'm, I'm actually, you hate that. Yeah, I'm very much against that tactic, and I'll tell you why quickly. But the educate part of it is, is sometimes it's educating people about things happening in maybe your business that would help them be a better business owner. A, um, you know, it okay, so them, newsletter. Yeah, it could be a newsletter. It could be, hey, I saw this article and I wanted to send it to you. It could be, hey, okay. there's a somebody's looking to interview somebody. I want to make the connection to you. It's that kind of stuff from an education it's really helping them whether they're in business or they work for a company it's helping them further their themselves when they educate and you may educate them with things that you know but it's really about making sure that it's focused on them but you mentioned a great thing that people do a lot and that is that hey for every referral received I'm going to enter you to win a free cruise Right. Right. I'm going to enter you to win a free trip or a free television or a free iPad here's the thing when you tell someone that for every referral received, and worse is to say for every referral received that becomes a client, you can get entered to win. It's the same way as paying for referrals, and in that moment you have commoditized the relationship. Fair enough. Okay. So if I get a referral, right, and it is because, hey, I'm going to enter you to win an iPad, right, most people don't refer because they want to win an iPad. And that's the, that's the, that's the crux of referrals. Referrals aren't about like, let's just say I'm sending a referral to you, okay? The reality of it is, Lindsay, the referral I send to you is not about you. The fact that it benefits your business is bonus. The, the reason why I refer someone to you is because I have a friend or a colleague or someone I know that has a problem, that has a pain that they need solved in their business or in their life, and Lindsay's their girl. And I right. know that, which is why I want to connect my friend with Lindsay, because I know Lindsay will take amazing care of him or her and will help them solve their pain. So when we start giving away promotional items for referrals received or new clients referred in, we take away the fundamental piece of a referral, which it's nothing to do with you and everything to do with me, the person. Actually, the person making the referral is the, is the hero in the story because I'm connecting my friend who needs something to you, and I know you can solve the problem. 
Fair enough. Okay. Let's talk about this educate piece for another second. So a newsletter that can be mailed or that can be emailed, um, that, uh, I shouldn't use the word reeks, but I will. That reeks of um, selling my business because that's kind of why you do a newsletter. But you're telling me that, yes, send a newsletter as long as it has helpful articles, but don't ever make this relationship about you. I'm confused on the line there. Okay. So here's the thing. You have to be able to separate the activities you do to build relationships and referrals from the activities you do to build your marketing. Okay. They're actually separate, right? So when you look at, so someone, like, you know, if you go to my website and download, you know, a piece of information that I have, like four reasons you can't get referrals and what to do about it, if you go and you download that piece, we're, we're in a marketing conversation here, right? I mean, let's be honest, right? You're going to download that piece, and I'm going to do auto-generated emails, right? And I'm going to send you more stuff, and eventually I'm going to be selling you on something. That doesn't mean I want to give you an amazing experience through it, but there is still marketing and sales that happens there, right? That's normal. Every business needs that. I would never tell someone to take that away. But when I talk about it from a referral perspective, it is actually different, And that's when I talk about when it's on the referral side, you don't need to sell your business. So send out a marketing newsletter that talks about your business. Great. Let's be honest. Most of them aren't opened, right? But if you're going to send out a newsletter to stay in touch with your referral sources, don't make it about you and selling to them. Make it about things that are just for them, that that help them, that educate them. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about, I know, so you're a business coach, and I, from what I know about you, you do a lot of, like, how important systems are and that kind of thing. To me, it's sounding like, uh, let's see, uh, when we were talking about that referral system where it's like every client that comes in will enter you in a drawing. That's very easily systemized for referrals. How do you systemize this build relationship thing Right. that you're talking about? Yeah, so it, it sounds like, that sounds like so much work and it sounds so convoluted, right? But I have a process that I take um, folks through. It's just literally in five steps. I tell folks in five steps, you can actually see what, see what a referral strategy would look like in your business and have it automated. But to be honest, it all comes down to understanding who refers you. What do you need to do on an ongoing basis, looking at it from a year excuse me, a yearly perspective to stay in touch with those folks and to create and add value to their lives. And then just making sure whatever those, um, whatever those things are you're going to do, get automated into your calendar or into your CRM so that you're reminded to do them. I was working with um, actually a, a, another business coach that's out in San Diego and she'd gone through my course and we were on the phone talking about some things. And she was like, you know, Stacey, it's like brilliantly simple which is kind of scary that most people hadn't thought about this stuff before. And I was like, it is. It's true, right? Because at the, at the end of the day, people refer people they know, like, and trust. You've got to make sure you have the right relationships with folks and that you're maintaining those relationships. And sometimes we just need the calendar reminder to pop up and say, hey, you need to reach out to these three people and in that moment figure out how you can add value to them. And this is, the, the process kind of walks you through how to do that. And people don't need to hear from you every, every month. I think that's the thing that freaks people out. A lot of referral-type tools that are out there, like Send Out Cards and 22 Touch and things like that, they're just tools, and they're telling you you've got to touch them 22 times in a year. If you reach out mm. and touch me 22 times in a year, I'm going to put you on the stalker category. For real. Nobody needs to hear from somebody that many times, but you've got to have impact when you do reach out, and that matters differently. 
right? And that looks different in a business. And so, and here's the other thing. There are businesses that work in massive volumes so they could use lots and lots of referral sources. But I found with people who are trying to, you know, sustain a business off of referrals, usually there's somewhere between 10 and 20 top referral sources. And if those are working the way that those sources should work, they're generating a lot of the referrals, not all, but a majority of the referrals they need. And keeping up with 10 or 20 people when you don't have to touch them every single month, and there's some things that you can do to build what I call runway into the time you have before you have to technically touch them or follow up with them. Or Again, this is actually a, a quite simple process. It's just that most people don't think about it in this way. And so it, like anything else, it's new, right? It seems like it would be overwhelming. And I have people who dive in and they're like, that's just not hard. I'm like, no, but you still have to do it. There is work involved. This is not like sit back, push a button, and it's all going to work for you. Sure, sure. Okay, so do you tell us these five secret steps in your online referral course? Yes. Then? Yeah, so each module follows those five steps. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think we're about out of time. Was there anything that I that I missed kind of covering that, that you thought was really important for people to know? Any final thoughts? No, no final thoughts. Just I do have, if your listeners want to go to um, www.growthbyreferrals, and that's referrals with an S, so growthbyreferrals.com forward slash one click Lindsay. I do have some resources like my guide, Four Reasons You Don't Get Referrals and What to Do About It. On there, on there for your listeners, um, if they just want to kind of check out a little bit about some of the stuff I talk about. And that, that is a free giveaway? That is. That piece of info? That sounds pretty cool. Awesome. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for being on this episode. I really appreciate it. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. There you have it, folks. Another awesome episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay with TrafficandLeads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast, featuring online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned, and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.